Welcome back. Sorry. Hey now. Hey now. I'm leaving that in. Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined, as always, by the KG Cast Lush. Cass, how you doing, bro? Hey now. That's how I'm doing. I'm doing hey now. Watch that, uh, that the Undertaker, um, Steve Austin like, interview thing? thing. Not yeah. yet. Not it's yet. hilarious. I can't wait. But they were talking about the ladies or something. Like Undertaker said, you know, it was getting into ladies or something back then, like when I wasn't married. And Steve Austin just looks over and goes, "Hey now, hey now, like, hey." <laughs> Sometimes that all there is to say is "Hey now," and they'll yeah, get you yeah, out of it, and you get on your funny. way and. <laughs> Ride off into the sunset, as Stone Cold would say. Speaking of riding off into the sunset, man, we have we are so sorry about last week. Uh, I promise we did not die. We're not going away. We just had some issues with Skype. We weren't able to record our conversation. But you know what? We are going to get you that pop culture episode on the back end of this month. But before we start talking about next week's schedule, man, let's just jump right into it here. It's Survivor Series 2019 versus NXT's War Games 2019. This one's going to be a little different than the past couple ones because, like, NXT was so heavily involved in Survivor Series that it made it just a little strange. And it did kind of devalue TakeOver a little bit, especially not having your your NXT World Championship match not be on a TakeOver. It seems kind of silly. Uh, maybe they'll start doing takeovers on months that they don't have a WWE, big WWE shows. I feel like that makes more sense to me. Um, but whatever. Uh, yeah, man, what did you think about uh, these two shows kind of back-to-back just as a broad overview? Yeah, I mean, to touch base on that, you know, they're still kind of they're, – they're, we're in a kind of a NXT transition phase. NXT is transitioning from this uh, – um, you know, training territory to an actual territory in the big leagues with uh, Raw and SmackDown. So, you know, it made sense for them to be on Saturdays before, but it almost just doesn't even make sense. You don't even need a takeover. If you're going to have a takeover, have it on Sunday and it be the NXT pay-per-view for that month. Or I don't know, it just, uh, they're just, it's, it feels like a transition. They're trying to find their way. And, and you know what? I feel like they'll probably figure out a way to make it work to keep it on Saturdays because that's kind of the NXT thing. Yeah. But uh, you could tell, like you said, you know, you didn't have the mat, the the main event title match on on the takeover, and that's their main pay per view. So it's you can just tell, you know, NXT really did just move to Wednesdays. It really is now the third brand. It's kind of like the yeah. old. It's like ECW, but better. The other third brand that they yeah. had before. Um, so it almost just, you know, get away with, you don't even need that Saturday pay-per-view because now they're their own brand takeover on Sunday or something. I agree. I agree. I mean, I actually feel like they should go. I actually thought it was better when they had brand exclusive pay-per-views and you see what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they should just have, have you know, but have it on Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like and then the just normal. have like yeah, and then have like the Survivor Series one to just be that's it for the weekend. Or you could even have like, you know, a multiple day show, you know, kinda like what yeah. they do for WrestleMania and stuff. Well, but yeah, meant, man. Like I just meant like don't even have like for Survivor Series weekend, don't even have your own NXT pay per view. Just you're part right, of the right, three right, brands. Right. If you're gonna have a takeover, have it on an off week where there's no pay per view yeah. and have it on yeah. a Sunday. But either way, I mean I feel like they're not gonna do that. I feel like they're gonna stick with that Saturday thing for some reason, but uh yeah, I don't know. Because, we'll go. It's I think because AEW does out. their shows on Saturdays and yeah, NXT they're trying and to AEW keep that. Kinda... 
Yeah, you, yeah, they're trying to keep that rivalry alive. Bam, but let's jump into Survivor Series here. Match number one on the card is the women's elimination match. It's SmackDown mm-hmm. versus Raw versus NXT. Um, it was 50 people in this match. Yeah, it felt 50. really ridiculous. Um, I don't know, man. I don't. I mean, it felt weird having three women in like at one time, but still having an elimination tag. Yeah. Um, it just felt really. This match felt really clunky too. They did like a lot of like worked shoot spots that I don't really understand, and I still didn't. Un- I still don't really understand. Um, the match just wasn't good, man. It was gimmick heavy. Uh, it was over the top. It was a little too like late '80s gimmick heavy to me. Uh, it was way too long. Um, the only positive for me was that the NXT got the win, uh, and the finish was pretty decent. So I gave it. I gave it one and a half stars total. So a C minus, D plus. What did you think about uh, this elimination women's match? Yeah, so it's a triple threat. You got, you know, pretty much Team SmackDown, Team Raw, Team NXT. It really seemed like there was 50 people in the match. Um, there really wasn't 50, but there was 5, 10, 15, 15 yeah. women in this match. Um, it was too much, man. I like the concept. I like the idea of having, you know, you have three brands and they're all going against. That's cool, but it just, anytime you have these types of, triple threat tag matches, they get convoluted, they get way too messy, it gets crazy. You have, you know, they tried to make light of it, I forget who it was, but at one point, uh, it was uh, the two, uh, forgive me, I don't know their names, the Asian uh, females in the ring, and there was another person out in the match as well, and they were like, you know, the two had a feud with each other that goes way yeah. back, and they were like doing this cool stare down, and then the other the other girl. I'm sorry that I'm not saying names, but there was another person in the match. Obviously, the third person was like, "Hey," started clapping their hands. Don't forget about me. So they were trying to make light of the situation because it yeah. is weird. But it just, uh, I don't know. It never works whenever you do this. What? Uh, it's not because there were women. It's not because whatever. It just it's hard to do that. Anyway. Um, I did like the cool thing with like Banks and Natty kind of teaming up and taking out NXT because NXT had a lot of women and they were had the upper hand. So yeah. you really saw strategy there and some cool, you know, cool concepts and, and cool psychology. But then on the other hand, there was some bad psychology and, and bad uh, work when there would be, you know, people were breaking up the pin of when it was two opponents pinning each other and yeah. you're on the other team, you should let them pin each other. There's no reason yeah. to break no, that I agree. pin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pin doesn't win the match. You should let right. them eliminate each other as much as you can. A yeah. true heel would probably hide under the ring or something right. or try yeah. to hide and let them pin each other and come out at the end. It makes no sense to be breaking up pins. I don't know if it was just the women no, messing up there. I completely agree, man. Or, I completely or, agree. Yeah, I don't know if There's just, like one spot in my mind that like – I know it's a little off topic, but there's a yeah. spot from Royal Rumble 2000. And the entire Royal Rumble that Road Dog is in it, he is like in the fetal position with his legs and arms wrapped around the bottom rope in a corner, and he stays oh, there yeah. the whole match. I, and I was yeah, like, that's, awesome. "That's genius! Like, it's genius! Yeah. Like, and it makes yeah. perfect sense. And it's such a heel, silly thing to do to get funny heat too, which is perfect for his character. Like, I was like, man, no one's done that since. Like, Baron yeah. Corbin should so just do that. Like at the Royal Rumble, like he's the perfect guy to oh, do he's it. Perfect. Like. Yeah. And you know what? It's not even in this match. It's like it's almost not even it's a it's not even just a heel thing to do. It's like if you, if two other people are pinning each other, let yeah. them get out of the way. It doesn't it's make the logical thing. to do. And right? there's reasons not in a Royal Rumble since you brought that up. There is cool reasons for like I used to love it whenever like, you know, it'd be like two guys that didn't like each other, like in the 90s, maybe like Sean and Undertaker. 
Um, but both of them were kind of baby faces, but they had a feud and like Sean was getting double teamed by two yeah. real heels and he was about to get right. thrown over and Undertaker would come and save him. You'd kind of yeah. be like, yeah, but there's strategy in a Royal Rumble because he kind of needs Sean to maybe help him later because they're kind of the two baby faces against these evil Cornette heels or million dollar right. team. heels. Right. 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 But so there is sense in stopping an elimination in a Royal Rumble, but in this case, there really is no psychological reason right. to break up a pin that I can think of. No, I agree. Um, maybe to ha- maybe in the same way to have another babyface if they're pinning a babyface. Well, especially especially if you're one of the three. Like if if you know if you're yeah. if you're on Team SmackDown and a SmackDown person is getting pinned, then of course you want to break up that right. pin and so you don't lose way, a member. But it wasn't that. It was two right, people right. from an opposite yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. I in guess this situation, it, it made it made no it logical. It didn't sense. make any sense because it's not like the Royal Rumble uh, thing I said where you're saving another babyface because they were kind of mixed right. in between. So it didn't, anyway, moving on, um, I did like Banks and Natty kind of working together. Then obviously, you know, Banks turned on Natty, um, and so it just became Sasha Banks and Ripley. What I didn't like though is that the crowd from the beginning really wanted NXT to win, and I liked that. I really liked that the crowd really was like full on. They yeah. didn't care. They wanted NXT, and that might not be what WWE wanted, but you know, maybe it, uh, maybe it is. it is. I mean, they dominated the, well, the night. At the end, yeah, at the end of the night, it went. The, yes, you're right. At the end of the night, it was. At this point, I didn't know, but yeah, you're right. At the end of the night, it definitely was because NXT kind of just stole the show and 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 dominated. But um, I didn't like that they Ripley needed the help with the other two members of team NXT that had to come down and help her. And she pretty much had the cheat to win. I wish Ripley could have just got the win. She could have done it in a heelish way. If they wanted to pull the tights or put a foot on yeah. the rope, but no, I agree she, with that altogether. She needed a lot, a lot of help. It was like, she needed so much help to beat the great banks just because, and it wasn't the great banks. It was, she's NXT. So if an NXT girl is going to pin a raw or SmackDown girl, she's going to need help. some real yeah. help. And yeah, I didn't yeah. like, I was I like, like that and yeah. NXT should be getting lifted to be the third yeah. uh, brand. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to the underlining theme of that as the show goes on right. for sure. But but I agree. D, what was your overall gave, for this I one? I give it a C. I gave it a C. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I was a C minus. You were a C. I was actually the negative Nancy on this one. But let's keep it rolling. There were about double the amount of matches on Survivor Series as there were on yeah. – um, on war games, so we're just gonna keep it rolling here. Yeah, what do you um, think about this? Uh, what AJ Styles, Nakamura, and Strong? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, okay. So right before the match, there was a great segment backstage with Rollins and Owens, and it was really awesome promo work by both guys. They did a really good job, kind of hyping up their elimination match. Uh, anytime I can see Owens and Rollins on my screen, just talking, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so match number two was Shinsuke Nakamura, the Intercontinental Champion, versus Roderick Strong, the North American Champion, versus AJ Styles, the United States Champion. First of all, before we get into the match, dude, what do you think about the new Intercontinental title? I kind of love it. Like, low-key, I kind of love it. Man, like, uh, I just, I'm I'm biased. I love that original. Yeah, I do too, but change is good. And if you're good, like, that's the thing. It's like, okay, look, I, if I had to choose, of course, the white Intercontinental title, the Mr. Perfect Intercontinental title, the Razor Ramon, the HBK, like, yes, that's, uh, yeah, the Bret Hart, I love that one. I love it. I'll always love it. But if I'm going to get a change, it's a pretty damn good change. It's a beautiful looking belt, in my opinion. 
It is, but like, there's. It's just the fact that WWE is so non-nostalgic, man. They have the Hall of Fame. They do as a. It's like they're really not that nostalgic. I wish they would keep some things and go old. But that's why. That's why we exist, man. That's why we exist. We exist for the nostalgic people. They don't. I love it. I love it, and they don't care. It's like Shawn Michaels. If you ever see a Shawn Michaels interview, they're like, "Hey, Shawn, do you all have any like uh, memorabilia or any titles?" He's like, "Absolutely not. I don't know where that shit's at." And yeah, I don't keep any of it. He yeah. doesn't care. Like, hey, Sean, do you remember that he one? Said, I think he said no, he still has the belt. Care. He has the belt from, like, the, the Iron Man match. He has the actual, the, the yeah. Wayne Eagle that he won. I know. I know. It. It's so funny because Bret Hart has, like, a shrine in his house. Oh, my God. And Sean's just like, stuff, I don't yeah. care. I literally don't care. Like, I have a better Sean shrine in my house than he does in his. <laughs> so... Yeah, man. Uh, but let's just dive right into the match here. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was really excited to see this match. Um, and I, I don't know, man. There's something going on with Nakamura mentally. I just felt like I couldn't help but feel that this match should have just been Roderick Strong versus AJ Styles, and maybe like Nakamura versus like Leo Rush to have another like title versus title match on there, which I think that would have been good too. Like Leo Rush is a fantastic cruiserweight. He's doing great on NXT and 205 Live. Um, and I feel like him and Nakamura would have a pretty good match. But I just feel like now that he's a heel, he feels like he's totally checked out now. Like, may- and maybe that's just my vibe on it. Um, but I love most of the work by Strong and Styles. It just not felt like he just wasn't mentally there. It was almost like he was saying, like, you know what? I'm going to do what I what I do and pay no attention to, like, the hard cams or do anything like the old school company way. Like, I'm going to be, like, the Nakamura that I was in New Japan. And sadly, it's, like, working against him. Uh, at least at least to me. The match was a little too long, uh, but I did really like the finish of Roddy, or like Roddy just stealing the win. Um, and it was definitely better than the opening match. I gave it two and a half stars, so I gave it a solid C plus to a B minus. Uh, what did you think about this triple threat match? Man, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. I, I thought Nakamura and AJ Styles together were the best part of the match. And you know, I know they've had their stuff back in New Japan. And they did a lot of one-on-one stuff in this match, and it was awesome. And then the way they did at the, the um, strong kind of snuck in and got the win at the yeah, end. I love and that was, finish. Yeah, a perfect way to not make uh, Raw and SmackDown or you know AJ and and Nakamura. They didn't look bad because he kind of like stole it. So I thought it was really good. I thought AJ and Nakamura shined in the match. They really got to do, uh, you know, some stuff that they've done before. And, you know, they are awesome together. Uh, obviously, I wish they would have just been on. I wish they would have been a, just one on one AJ and Nakamura. But um, I liked it, man. I gave it a B plus. I thought it was a good a good triple threat match. And I'm not a fan of triple threat matches, man. Uh, it's like so they're so it's not often you have one. It's like Sean Triple H and the guy we don't ever want to say Benoit. Yeah. They had a great triple threat. Oh match. yeah, no, yeah. But I mean, dude, honestly, like, WrestleMania 20 the is one, one of the best gr- ma- matches. Yeah. Like that's how you grade a, a triple threat match. Was it yeah. as good as as that triple threat match? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It sucks that you can't really talk about it. WWE doesn't get to talk about it, and we know why. Because it, it, that really it, that's a whole nother thing. But that really was just a really good match. Um. And anyway, so I don't really like triple threat matches because they're never really that good. But I thought I thought it was good, man. I gave it a B to a B plus, and I liked the finish. I think it was mostly the finish, uh, honestly. And okay, and then yeah. you get a cool, you get the cool like holy crap, NXT is winning twice. You know, yeah, if you're yeah, ta- yeah, if you're yeah. keeping score, it's like wait a minute. Um, and I think they won like both the matches on the pre-show too. 
I'm not yeah, really sure. I haven't I haven't had a chance to watch the pre-show. I'm actually I'm act- literally planned on watching that tonight after after hanging out while I'm laying yeah. up in the bed. But uh but yeah, so man. Was, um, uh, now Ziggler and 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 Rude won the first match and okay. then uh Leo Rush won, which is almost better though than uh, the Vikings, the Viking Raiders. But that's cool. It's uh, I don't know. I mean, either way. Yeah. Um it's like if you're keeping score at that point, you're like, man, uh, NXT's up two, everyone yeah. else nothing. There, uh, and then there's more to that to come. But I think are we are we actually going to war games now? We are. We're jumping into war games, man. But we can't we can't talk about war games before we talk about this opening package. I know you want to talk about it because I want to talk about it too. Oh yeah. HBK narrating the opening package, oh, yeah. like it got me like. I was just prepared for uh, on Saturday actually at time, so I watched the pre-show. Uh, by the way, quick shout out to Isaiah Scott. Uh, used to be Shane Strickland on the Indies. He's killing it hey, in man. NXT. Uh, had a great match with the Angel Garza. If you don't, if you get a chance, the pre-show is only like 30 minutes long. So, dude, fire up the pre-show and watch that match because it was pretty damn good. Cool. Uh, hats off to Swerve and Angel. It was awesome. the The panel was the pan the panel was weird for NXT too, like their pre show because it was only half an hour. So like they stood, the panel just stood at the entrance ramp and had like live crowd mics, and they did oh, like wow. their normal banter, but like you could hear it in the crowd. You it was, hear in the crowd? It, it's like I did, I couldn't tell if it was bad or good, but it was definitely different. You know what I mean? Because the crowd. Would I like re- that respond. they're doing something different. Yeah, I like that they're doing something different. Yeah. But yeah, the opening package here was just HB kind of narrating their yeah. production package, and I loved it. The open was really good. It almost felt like a really good like HBO production. Um, the laser lights and the War Games cage coming down too, like really got me hyped, and and I was really pumped for that. What do you think about that opening package? Man, I, I loved it. It made me like as it was going, I'm like, man, NXT is my favorite brand. It really is like the click gets to run their own yeah. WWE brand. Yeah, that's like, what it is. Yeah. It's like the dream, man. It's, and yeah, I love Scott seeing and pictures. Kevin are down there training too. So Dude, it's like I love it's the whole it. click. The, the click is literally got their own brand. And that's yeah. so great. You know, it's you insane, it, but it's awesome. <laughs> it's so good. It makes sense though, if you know yeah. why everybody was mad at the click was because they had Vince's ear and Vince liked them and let them do kind of what they wanted. Hence curtain call and everything else they did. Yeah. Um, and the attitude era that Sean created. Thank you very much. Anyway, um, yeah, dude, NXT is like my favorite brand. Um, great opening, Sean narrating. Uh, it was a different type of package. I like your analogy of it, like an HBO production. That's pretty yeah. cool. It was just different uh, than than a regular WWF package, WWE yeah. package. I liked it, and obvi- obviously I loved it because the old HBK. Sean Hickenbottom is is yeah. doing the narration. Um, cool laser show. That's another thing. I'm sorry. I had more notes that I didn't see there. There was like a laser show. Did you see that? Like that was yeah. different. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. WWE, the green lasers, yeah. Yeah, they really don't do that that much. Like no. it was like an actual like laser show. And then yeah. the cage comes down for the first ever women's war games match. Yeah. Um, the which, war games begin. War it was, games. They got me hyped, dude. They did a great yeah. job with the hype and, here. Great and, job with the hype. Yeah, and that's Team Ripley, which is uh, the Ripley, Candice LeRae. I'm going to try to get these names right. Uh, was that? Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai versus uh, Team uh, Basler. That's Shayna Basler. Uh, you guys hate me because I'm saying these names wrong. After I just said NXT was my favorite uh, show. Um, Bianca Belair. I know them. I'm just really bad with the names, even in people uh, in real life. 
uh, what is this? Uh, low? Oh man, Sh- uh, Sh- Sherry Shirai. The, the, EO, the, EO Shirai. EO, Come on, man. EO. Oh, that's an L. That's an I. I thought yeah. I thought I wrote a L. Um, and then Kaylee Ray. Um, Kylie Ray. Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Whatever. Ray. Kaylee Ray. That's the team. That's you know what? That was a professional breakdown of all the teams. I don't know if you guys heard that, but that's about as a professional as you can break down those teams. But that's the teams. I should have just went with Team Ripley. Team uh, Basler and uh, whatever they have been done with it. It was just those two teams. (laughs) Oh, that's those two teams. Okay, cool. That's what I did. Um, Yeah, so I'm confused though. What's that WCW match with like the cage on top of the cage on top of the cage? Oh, that's like the three stages of hell or like a totally different thing. The past 10 years, I thought that was War Games. No, no. War uh, Games is the double ring. Now, War Games and WCW did have a lid on it, like Hell in a Cell. It wasn't like an oh, open okay. cage. Why don't they do that? That'd be cool. Because they want to make it their own. And obviously, we saw some spots off the cage into the yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It, and honestly, those spots are a lot more safe because you have much more room and you have more people to take the bumps. So, like, I actually, I mean, when you think about it, it's like it's a bigger bump, but it looks it looks, it looks even bigger and it's even safer because if you ha- instead of having one or maybe two more people there to catch you off the top of a cage, you've got five people that you can jump yeah. on, you know? Man, the pop for Dakota Kai. They loved dude, that. Dude. Dude. They were into dude. that. Okay, let, yeah, let's let's just get into the actual match here. Um, Candice and Io kind of started off the match. And Candice, dude, Candice LeRae, like, uh, you know, Johnny Wrestling's wife or whatever, she's just not got it to me, man. Like, I just don't get it. I don't think that she's got it on the mic. I don't think – I think she's really rigid in the ring. Um, mm-hmm. She just is not good. Sorry, Candice LeRae, you're just not good. Um I love EO, though. I think she's fantastic. She's kind of like my low-key favorite female wrestler uh, in, on the NXT roster right now. Um, I think she's fantastic. The opening five minutes were really rough to watch, though. Uh, Bel Air and Shirai kind of get the upper hand until Ripley hits the ring. Uh, and then some chairs and trash cans. And it's kind of it's weird to see this, like, hardcoreness in this match and not have blood. It's almost like it feels silly. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um it seems unlogical to hit somebody with metal objects and have no blood at all. Like, you know, it just doesn't seem to make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Kaylee Ray, when she finally got in and cleaned house, uh, she kind of teased getting a table for out from under the ring and then didn't. And that was a great heel move. Like, great heel great move. Great heel. Oh, that like, was the great. crowd well, booed so big. I think like, that I was, was like, all, that's genius. I think that was improv because the girl before her took some chairs out and was doing some yeah. bringing weapons in the ring. So then she comes down, and she was like, hey, I'm going to grab another chair. And then she pulled out it and said, hell no. I thought I think that was improv. If it yeah, wasn't, it's, it's really somebody well yelled and said, hey, you better go it do that. It was great, but man. And spe- yeah. She was smart enough to do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of other things that were really well done, dude, the Dakota Kai heel turn uh, was completely out of nowhere and absolutely amazing. Like, it popped me. I was shocked. Um I loved that. I thought it was fantastic. She was super vicious. I never thought that she had that side. I, I got, I, I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I thought it was amazing. I was really, really into that. Uh, and the match itself was not bad. 
Uh, it was more of an angle than a match, you know what I mean? Like, it was more of, like, spectacle, but they did it well. Uh, the production was really good, so, so like, um, the camera guys never really spent a lot of time on, like, dead, just, like, two people kind of boxing in the corner, you know? Like, mm -hmm. they were always right where they needed to be to keep the action moving. So it may have been more boring for someone there live, but as far as TV cameras and the production of this match, it was really, 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 really well done. It felt really old school to me too. The spots were all very cool. Uh, everything felt smooth. Uh, the match was great. The finish was solid. I really enjoyed it. I gave it three and a half stars, solid B plus to an A minus. What did you think about this uh, first ever women's war games, man? Man, not much to add other than the other shining star was Bianca Belair. She uh, really turned the crowd over for herself. I mean, everybody Shout was kind of— out Brentwood High School alum. Nice. Yeah, I heard them say Knoxville. I didn't know she was from Middle Tennessee. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. She uh, she really stole the show, man. She had the crowd. Uh, I didn't really know who she was before the match, but I definitely knew who she was after the match, and that's yeah. pretty much your main goal, especially in a match with this many people, to steal the show. I think she, her and Dakota both were the two takeaways— of this one, and of course Ripley, um, she she was awesome, and she did a lot of impressive stuff. Um, she sped things up because it was kind of boring at first. It was uh, the first two had started. It was a long four minutes, and then Belair comes in, speeds things up. She does a double power bomb on the mat. Um, it was just uh, the crowd popped after that. Uh, the the live I, I just wrote the live crowd was really into Bel Air, dude. They were they were killing it. And then the girl comes in, puts in two trash can, uh, kendo sticks, chairs. That was Ripley did that. Ripley did that. And then to what you said, what's her name came in and then teased the the table. Yeah, Kaylee Ray. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Kaylee Ray came in because that was that's right. She's Ripley. NXT UK. Um, right. Girl. Yeah. We covered one of her matches before. Yeah, so Ripley was the one. She put in two trash cans, kendo sticks, chairs, a whole bunch of stuff, and the crowd started yelling, tables, 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 but yeah. that wasn't what she was doing, you know? So she just yeah. had to kind of let the crowd down, which kind of sucked for her. It was kind of like, man, they're yelling for tables, and she can't do it because they don't have that spot planned. And I just loved that homegirl came down and, and faked it out. And then uh, Bel Air did a 450 splash, which was just amazing, dude. Amazing. Um, then the Dakota uh, turn, uh, just impressive stuff all around in this match, man. Uh, Ripley gets the win. It was a really long match. Uh, I gave it a B plus though. I yeah, was, uh, so we it was same, same very spot entertaining. Sure. Very. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very entertaining match. Crazy and you know what, dude? You know what? Another uh, crazy entertaining match was the oh. next match on Survivor Series. Oh, it's Pete Dunne versus Adam Cole oh, for the NXT yeah. Championship. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say. This is tied for match of the night for me. Um, you know what? This is pretty much the, if I had to give one or the other yeah. the edge, this would be this one. Um, but yeah, man, this this match, dude, good lord. Uh, it was it was solid from the start. Great tempo, fantastic selling. Uh, it just inc incredible work rate. I, I, I wrote it down like I always do when these matches happen. It was hard for me to keep notes because I was so wrapped up in how good it was. Uh, fantastic false finishes on both sides. Uh, just a fantastic match. I wish I could have taken more of it in, but my kids were kind of losing their mind during this. Um, uh, so, so I caught, I, I caught like, um, I, I missed it like a solid two minutes, but I caught like the closing sequence and the finish. Um, but man, it, what I saw was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I loved it all, all around. I gave it four stars. I gave it a full on A, um, almost an A plus. 
what, what did you think about P. Dunn versus Adam Cole for the NXT title? Man, uh, one of the only things I could say that was wrong with it is that I don't like uh, P. Dunn singlet. I'm just not a fan of that. But that doesn't affect the grade, thankfully, and that doesn't affect the match. Um, I loved it, man. You really just saw shades of Shawn Michaels. I mean, I know I'm the Shawn Michaels guy, but yeah. man, Adam Cole is just a, it's a, he's a handsome son of a gun as well. And yeah. if only he was a little bigger, I almost wish he wore tights. I don't know. For some reason, I feel like tights kind of hides it for me. I don't know why, but I don't know. He just, uh, he's a, he's a little small, but he's just awesome. And, uh, both men, man, done. Is uh, so impressive as well. I, I think I was I was not a fan of Pete Dunn for the longest time, is because of his singlet. I don't know. I'm turned off from that. I don't know what it, what that is about me and what that says about me as a person. But I'm just I just don't like it, and it makes me not like him. But I mean, he's a fierce competitor, and they're just they were both killing it. They had uh, some uh, some some awesome high not high flying, but you know. It's great maneuver, great maneuver. What a maneuver! Oh my yeah. God, he's got him. He's it got was him. Great work, that, dude. The work rate was was, was at a ten for sure. Yeah. Work rate is what I wanted to say, but I yeah. didn't want to go that route. I wanted to just say, Oh my God, he's got him. He's got him. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I'm like ten out of a ten, man. It was a great match. It, it was, was a really, great. really good match. And you knew it was. I knew it was gonna be that, and and it was. It delivered exactly what you think when you see Adam Cole and Pete done on paper. Come on. Yeah. You need an A plus, and they delivered. Damn. And they delivered. They delivered. Well, you know what never ever delivers, and you might want to get that little censorship oh. button ready, buddy. You might want to get that censorship button ready because yeah. the package for Bray Wyatt versus Brian, uh, the package was fantastic. It was a great. The the, the production was great, and I got hype. Uh, and then you had the intros, and there was like actually a lot more white light during the intros, and I was like, oh my god. They're not going to do it. They finally learned their lesson. They're not going to do it. And the red lighting is unbearable, dude. Like, I can't deal. I cannot deal with it, dude. I, 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 so this is it. I'm making my stand here and now. I am not going to rate any more of his matches if they have red lighting. So I gave this match a non-applicable. Like, that's the way I'm covering this from now on. This is my form of boycott or whatever, like, I'm not covering these matches in the red lighting. It, I can't take notes. I don't know what's going on. I'm having to rely on a dense commentary team that they can't really see what's going on. So it's just gibberish. And every now and then I'll see glimpses of really cool stuff because both these guys can work. But because you because you can't get out of your own way, this match gets a dud. It, or not even a dud. It's just not applicable. It, it, it gets a, a void. It gets nothing. I'm just not going to cover it. So if you have anything you want to talk about for Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend, then so be it. But otherwise, I'm not covering those matches until they turn off that red lighting. My main, my main, uh, the only talking point was the red light. The red light because we both complained about it. So Dude, it's, it, it yeah, is un, unbelievable that they had that red light again. After last two pay-per-views that they had with it, and what? they've been—it's been so poorly panned. It's not, it's not just the IWC. It's not just the marks oh, on Twitter. Everything. Everybody hates it, dude. Everyone. Everybody hates it, and everybody loves the fiend. Everybody loves that character. But the, what you're killing the character—it's unbelievable. Dude. It's literally unbelievable. When I when they did the red light, it was a literal. It was unbelievable. I, I legitimately 100% blame Bruce Prichard for this. 
Don't say that. Bruce Pritchard is a god, and we love him. How do you? You don't know that it's him. I know for but, a fact it's him. No, you don't. I know anyway, for a fact that, that it's him. No, you don't. I anyway, will tell you later, but I know for a hundred percent fact that it's him. One, like I'm. It, just, then it's a rib. Maybe it's a rib. Doing maybe it it's a rib, and he's a dick. But it's it is a hundred percent. He's the main reason why there's red lighting on the ring. I don't know any other word like other than unbelievable. I mean, it was it's just unfathomable. Awful. I, unfathomable. Awful. I don't I don't know another way to say how just I uncomprehensible. I can't believe it's poppycock. I cannot believe it's tomfoolery. Yes, there you go. There's another way of saying it. I gave three. You gave a couple. I, I just can't believe it's unbelievable that they did the red thing, the red light again. It's like the reaction from universally from the first two, and then they were both bad. And then you just say, okay, maybe not do it on the main event. Maybe we'll do it a couple matches in and it'll go across better. I don't know if that's what they're talking, but don't blame Brucey Bruce. Come on. We know Bruce is the main brains behind everything good in the world wrestling. Hey, he's done some good stuff for sure. Um, I and, love you. But I think skipped. I think we were supposed to fault, go back. So I'm giving him the heat for no. this. I'm giving him the heat for this. Bruce, I love you. Tweet him, cool. not me. Um, Tweet right at me, buddy. I would love. I'd love to hear from you. So wait, um, I think we skipped. We we did Adam Cole, and then we went right to uh, Bray Wyatt because you were so hyped up. We were supposed to do an NXT match after that, I believe. No, it's two Survivor Series at a time. Oh, okay. I don't know what I'm doing. Pete Dunn and Adam here. Cole. Well, Pete Dunn and Adam Cole were an NXT right. match, but it was on Survivor Series. That's that's right. what it was that threw you off. Maybe. Probably not. I think I'm just an idiot. But anyway. Uh... <laughs> yeah, match number two on War Games is Damian Priest versus Pete Dunn versus Killian Dane for the number one contendership to the NXT title for the match that we literally just covered at Survivor Series the next night. Yeah. Um, so it's a different triple threat match. Um, man, and you know what? I hate to say it, but... Dude, this match is phenomenal as well. These guys started out hot right out of the gate. I like that the number one contender spot was up for grabs. The stakes in the match made it more um, emotional for me, which is good. Uh, and these guys did a great job. I was pleasantly surprised with the work of Damian Priest. He's done. He's like come leaps and bounds since he was in uh, Ring of Honor. He's been stu- stu- studying under the Outsiders, and if you paid attention to his gear, he was uh, kind of throwing them a nod with doing like the little blood on his vest for Scott Hall. And he wore the frill on his side of his pants for diesel. So nice. uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was, it was very cool to see. Uh, and those dudes are clearly helping him out quite a bit. Um, all the triangle spots like were, that included all three of them were really, really damn good. Nothing felt forced or fed at all. The work was fantastic. Killian Dane is a beast among men. Uh, the dude is so athletic. Um, I was on the edge of my seat, man. It was an awesome match. Um, it was a little long, of course, but honestly, it didn't hurt the match because, I, I mean, I, like, I realized that it was long, but I was still wrapped up in what was happening. So it wasn't like uh, – it didn't take me out of it. Um, Dunn finally got the win, uh, and I was really pumped to see that. A uh, great opponent for Adam Cole, and it obviously was. Uh, I literally wrote, I'm stoked for a Survivor Series title match now. And then that happened, and it was an A match. And you know what? This match was an A, too. I also gave this match four stars. Uh, solid A, uh, close to an A+. plus. What did you think about this triple threat, man? This is the man, way to do one, by the way. Uh, yeah, it, it was. It was. I think I think the reason I'm not at an A is just because, in general, I don't I, – like I said before, I already gave my spiel on triple threat matches. So I'm still high up on it. I'm still B+. Plus. I'm at that B plus range, sure. um, but it's I think it's just that triple threat thing. And yeah, you're right, they weren't really feeding each other, but 
Man, it's just something about a triple threat match. There's always got to be somebody down, and then I, I, I you know, the, the whole yeah. thing. I, I don't need to get into it, but did I say I don't like uh, Dunn's singlet? Because I really don't like it. It's a lot of crotchal, a lot of crotchal yeah, I mean, areas showing. I don't he's know. He's British. Um, he's, he's got a different vibe, that's, bro. That's the vibe, and he's doing it. But he's great, man. He's, oh, he's so, so pretty good, good man. He's so good. <laughs> All three were phenomenal. Um, none of them look like they were in developmental. Um. And they're, not, they're not really. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's funny that that's what NXT was, but it's, it's not, not anymore. It's yeah. not anymore. And they showed that they're not. You know, um, it was a cool finish, uh, creative finish. You know, Pete Dunne. There was some false finishing with Pete Dunne almost having the win. Blah blah blah. He gets uh, the big dude in a sleeper hold. I think Killian in a sleeper hold, and yeah. then. He goes to while Dunn has him in a sleeper hold. He goes to kind of jump up and land on his back with Killian on his back, obviously with sleeper hold. But then they land on Damian Priest, which then knocks him out. But he also, you know, Killian had a sleeper hold on him, so it's locked right. in. So he yeah. rolls out, and then that leaves Pete Dunn on top of yeah. Priest, gives him the win. Um, you'll have to right. see it. It's kind of hard to to explain, but. Finish, yeah. Great finish. Pretty much Dunn has a sleeper hold and, and pretty much takes both men out with it. Yeah. Uh, really cool way to do it. Yeah, man, like I said, I'm, I'm B-plus on that one. It was a, a great like – we, like we – funny that we talked about Triple Threat earlier. Like you said, that's the way to do it if you're going to yeah. do it. That's the yeah, way agree, to do man. it. So far, though, man, I mean, about halfway through both of these shows – Oh, I, mean, I don't know where I'm at. I liked both. Yeah, dude. I mean, they're both really good shows. Like the WWE yeah. is really stepping it up. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. I mean, even even if they don't feel like AEW is competition, the WWE produces better product when there is a rival company that's even yeah. close. Like even even, uh, and we're about to cover it in the coming weeks with TLC in 2009. But in 2009, that's when Hogan signed with Impact, and they got a really big push for a second. Uh, and for a few months, everybody was kind of on that train. Uh, and WWE showed up. I mean, they had some pretty good shows in 2009, especially after that really bad, those bad, like, 06, 07, 08 years. Those were not good years for the most part. Uh, now, they had some incredible matches um, in those years, but uh, as far as, like, writing and storylines, stuff like that, those were pretty down years. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, they're feeling the pressure of AEW, and I think it's a beautiful thing. It's a great thing for the business. It's a great thing for us as fans, uh, and we're seeing it on both of these shows Man, let's uh, but let's just keep the ball rolling. Let the good times roll, baby. Let's jump over to Les Zella uh, Bon Temps Roulet. Let the good times roll, baby. Yeah, what buddy. You got? Let's let's jump over to back over to uh, Survivor Series. Uh, all the promos in the back uh, were really good. This Rey Mysterio Jr. promo was no different. It was really really good. Um, I I enjoyed that directly after the Fiend match, and then we had the men's elimination match. Uh, and this might be the shocker of the night to me, man. Uh, the match started off strong for sure. Um, it was kind of weak to see Walter get eliminated first. I would like to see him in the ring more. You and I are both pretty big fans of Walter. Um, mm -hmm. I really just love that dude's work. Uh, the crowd really didn't like him getting eliminated as soon as he did either. Uh, but I, again, you know, a hot crowd is what you want, and they were hot this entire match, which is so hard to do with this many people. I mean, SmackDown versus Raw versus NXT, it's just a ton of guys in there. Um, and man... I, I can say I didn't know how much I wanted to see Gable versus Riddle until this match. And now that they like got in the ring and got to like do like some amateur wrestling, I was like, oh God, please give me this match. Like Chad Gable's a perfect guy to go back to NXT. Like, but go back as Chad Gable. Get rid of this shorty Gable yeah. stupid stuff. 
Like, get, get, I mean, sure, change your gear. Don't wear that same singlet. I know you cut your hair. Like, that's cool. But, like, just be Chad Gable, but be the best. Like, you know what I mean? Ready, ready, willing, and Gable. Give me that again. Like, that was, that was, that was good stuff before even American Alpha was a thing. Um, but, man, yeah, I mean, this match turned into a banger, the whole thing. I mean, Owens hits the frog splash to eliminate Gable. Uh, Riddle getting the pin on Orton was fantastic. I really liked how they booked the eliminations. It was significantly better than the, than the women's match uh, that started. Uh, it was a great match, great closing sequence. I loved it, dude. I, this is the most th- – first. this is the first episode where I've given this many A's, and this is an A. It's an A-, minus, but it's an A. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it's an A- minus for me from this men's elimination – as far, dude, with this many people, you know how I feel about multiple guys in a match. I will probably never rate another match as high as I rated this one for multiple wow. people in a match. Like, it was, I, I really enjoyed it. What did you think about uh, this men's elimination match? Man, I'm closer to like the B, B minus on it. I thought oh, wow. it was, I thought it was really good. Um, I liked it. I think I gave the women's match a, a C to a C plus. I don't remember, but I, I definitely like this one better. Um, like you said, I like the eliminations, but it's just these matches are so long and so many people and all these eliminations. I, I don't I don't know. Um, it was good, though. I mean, it, it definitely wasn't anything. It didn't steal the show for me. Yeah. It wasn't like some great thing. That's why I can't give it an A. But it was good. I liked yeah. what they did. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was good. It, I guess it wasn't. It was good. It wasn't great. If that says anything, it was good. It wasn't great. That's not a bad thing, but um, yeah, I liked it. So I'm a, I'm about to be. I mean, nothing really wow. caught yeah, nothing really caught fantastic. my eye yeah, on I it. The nothing. work rate was so good. All the eliminations yeah. were planned yeah. really well. B. Um, B. I mean, yeah, it yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah, that's the thing. It's like we can't even argue because I, I mean, have we given I mean, anything like more than a C? At, I'd like uh, to argue with it, but I can't. I mean, oh no, yeah, I, I actually gave the women's match like a D plus, I think, to a C minus. Yeah. Um, that's so far, but that's, I mean, the whole show, like between both of these shows, that's the worst match on the card and on either card thus far. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. that being said, let's keep it rolling, man. Uh, you know, I know I talked about that Rey Mysterio Jr. promo and now we finally have the match. It's here. It's Rey Mysterio Jr. Versus Brock Lesnar, uh, for the WWE championship, man, they did a great job. Ray still looks to be in phenomenal shape. It looks like 10 years has gone by and there's no difference at all. He's still very crisp. It actually, he actually looks better now than he did a couple of years ago on the yeah. indie shots that I saw him in. He looked a little rough. He looked like he wasn't getting around very well, but he looks great, man. I like that he went back to the actual like snug tights too, instead of like the big baggy oh, pants. Oh yeah, I God, love I that. That's like that's my favorite thing about his return. Yeah, like, I is, love and he that. He went back to like his old, his pretty yeah. much his old style. And it makes style. him look better. I mean, it does. It makes it look so much bigger too. Like like as far as like or at least more muscular. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Like I, I I can see like the definition in his legs and everything. Um, man, the bump on the on the pipe looked brutal, and it looked like they mm-hmm. they didn't intend for that to happen. Uh, it, I know it was just PVC, but either way, like, um, all the spots with that Dominic. Hurt. Yeah, absolutely. All the spots with Dominic were Gaga, but I actually loved it, and I think that Dominic's got a pretty bright future ahead of him too. I think he's gonna be great yeah. as a as a developmental guy. Uh, there's something about that that Mexican lineage and and guys down there, man. Like the, that that family status matters, dude. And you can yeah. just see it. It's like they're in their blood, man. They, they just that it's generation after generation of just fantastic wrestlers. And it looks like Dominic's well on his and, way. And uh, and say what you want about Vince, but that's one thing that Vince likes is is like a, a yeah. 
anything. Like he'll hire. Oh like, yeah. Dominic got a contract. Oh yeah, dude. If you, if your dad was a superstar and you can yeah, take a couple man. bumps and throw in a headlock, you're gonna get hired. Like and yeah. Dominic is was impressive, man. He needs to lose a little bit of that baby fat, but other than that, man, yeah, he's definitely. he's there. He's there. Definitely. He's still young. Definitely, definitely needs to go on a little bit more of a fiber diet and just poop some yeah. of that stuff out for sure. Yeah, um, just get all that poop out, buddy. Get all that poop out. But yeah. Um, Man, it was a guilty pleasure for me. I thought it was really cool. The crowd was super hot. Brock Lesnar did a fantastic job of selling for such a small guy and making it feel believable. Yeah. Uh, dude, you know what? Like, I hate Brock. I hate him. But at the same time, too, I got to give the devil his due. Like, that guy, every single – all the way back to the Finn Balor match he had, like, uh, a year or so ago. It's like, dude, his 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 selling is getting better and better and better, and he's just – he. you know, he's a good worker. I hate to say it. It he, hurts me, but he is a good worker. He really is. Uh, and it was a great match. It was three and a half stars for me. Solid B plus to an A minus. Uh, what did you think about Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar? Man, a match like this gives me the feels, man. It gives me the feels because yeah. it shows like Brock. It's a great WWE style story driven. Yeah. yeah, it's a great match, man. Like it's a, it's almost like what do we do with Brock? And you know what? Let's give Bruce Pritchard. I, I'm, I'm gonna give Bruce the credit on this one because we're just throwing out his name. Like, I, I know, I know this is Bruce's idea. Let's say that. I mean, if it was or wasn't, man, it's like this is like, you know, why have this? Like Two Brock shows, doesn't it definitely wasn't, but I love it, dude. I love it. It's like Brock, this is a story that you never would thought would happen. You know, Ray wasn't even a con contracted a couple months ago, but I love it that they were that they just did this story, man. They put it. It's so hard to just put a story together. With no, you came up with a reasoning, you came up with drama, you came up with angles, and it worked, man. And then you use the sun. But what gives me the feels is that Brock had the respect to Ray and the business itself to sell like that, man, to sell to a, such a little guy because he knew it made sense, because he knew there was a story. And because whether you guys hate him or not, dude, Brock, yeah, he's there for the money, but he respects. The business. I don't care what anybody says. And he showed it here, man. He showed it time and time again. I loved it, dude. It was just, I, I for some reason, it just gives me the feels whenever I see Brock in matches like this. And there's been a few other ones along the way. Yes, I get, I get frustrated with Brock, and I get, I get frustrated when he just goes through guys and wins, and and it really does feel like he's just there for the money sometimes. But this yeah. whole thing, man, he's showed up to work for this whole storyline. He's been there on weekly shows. It was great. It was a great culmination to the whole thing. Uh, Dominique has get, got to do so much awesome stuff in this whole story. We've seen him do 619s. He did a frog splash. Yeah. It's just so awesome, man. I loved it. I loved it. It was, was great uh, stuff, man. It was inter yeah. it, that was entertainment, man. It was dude. It was I mean, the ability for that Brock showed to like just sell for a little guy uh, really went a yeah. long way with me as a fan. Going all the way awesome. back to that Finn Balor match that he defended yeah. against. And speaking of Finn Balor, let's jump back over to NXT War Games. It's Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle. Uh, man, this is I know Matt Riddle is one of your guys, so I'm gonna go ahead That's and let you guy, lead, off, lead off on this one. It's uh, Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle. KG Cast, give it to me. What do you think, bro? Dude, Riddle is the future of the World Wrestling Federation. Say it again I'm, for the people in the back. World Wrestling Federation. Yep. He is the future, baby. And I know it's entertainment, but I just like to call it Federation. Um, man, I love his matches, dude. He puts the realism in it. He does that shoot style, but in a work, he does it like you see people try to do it and they just don't know how to do it. Like he does it so great. I love the fact that he's not wearing shoes. He's 
freaking dude's got him in a hold and he's going to bring up his foot and just like slap the guy on the back with it. He's so like lanky and just, I love everything he did, man. He did this kind of Eddie Guerrero style. Eddie Guerrero would do the triple suplex thing. He did kind of like this, uh, I don't know what you call it, uh, corkscrew. Um, I think it's a corkscrew suplex where you hold yeah. him in the stomach and yeah. fall back. He kind of did an Eddie Guerrero style uh, gut wrench. That's what it is. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I just call it a maneuver. He did a maneuver three what times. A maneuver. What a maneuver. He did a maneuver three times like Eddie. No. So Eddie did the suplex. Um, he did a gut wrench suplex. Um, he he did, the, did the Germans. Yeah. Right. Then, well, we don't say his name. Um, but Eddie did the cool three suplex thing and oh, gotcha, gotcha. where he like, and he would left his legs up and kind of toss his legs and then swing himself over and then do another suplex and then toss his legs up and do it. The, the reason yeah. I, I think of Eddie when Riddle did this gut wrench version of it was he did a cool reversal into another gut wrench where he kind of yeah. leaped over like and rolls flipped back. over yeah. and then picked him up and he never let go. Kind of like Eddie never let go for the, yeah, his like famous, over. Yeah, 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 that was a famous Eddie spot where he'd do three suplexes. Yeah. And so Riddle, amigos, yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, Riddle did a three gut wrench, but on the third one, it got reversed. But I, I liked that he was going for like a, a hold on three. It really, it, it sh- I liked it. It was a little shades to, to Eddie. Um, it ended up getting uh, reversed by Finn into a pin on the last one. Um, and then, you know, can we touch base right here about uh, Ranala's uh, c- uh, yeah. commentary? Let's talk was about a- it, yeah. There was a little bit of uh, stuff on that, ma'am. Yeah, let's let's and, get into that because I, 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 I got some thoughts about that too. I know the I, Twitter Twitter world's blowing up about it, but I, I got my, I got my own thoughts about that too. But I'll let you I'll let you go ahead and say something about it. Yeah, and the reason I want to bring it up on this match, man, is because I saw I I I watched this already knowing about that controversy, and I really didn't notice any of it. I, I really didn't notice any problem until this match. Um, I did hear Mauro Ranala interrupt Beth Phoenix one time. He interrupted her one time in this match. And really, I didn't hear him interrupt anybody. I mean, maybe he did. I wasn't really paying attention because I was into it. I also wasn't listening that sure. well. I did. I probably didn't even have the, the audio up that much. But for some reason, I heard him interrupt her that much, so I started paying attention. And really, I felt like he was giving them time to speak, and they weren't saying anything. So then he just felt yeah. the need to talk. It was almost yeah. like... He kept giving them opportunities, and and the the British guy was not good. I I, I don't know if people love yeah. him. He 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 drops the he, ball on this on this show for sure. But he, he's but he has been great. In the I've past. heard him great, but yeah. but it was but not a good show for him. For he sure. was given opportunities to say something, and he was just and he would just he didn't uh, have anything to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. He had nothing to say. It was like yeah and a and a, and a repeat of something already said. And then Beth wouldn't even talk. She wasn't even talking. So. You know what? I, I don't. I don't think that. Um, how do you say his name? Morrow. Uh, well, how do you say yeah. his name? Morrow. I don't think you need to go get that worked up about it. And I know he's got his issues, but to to be, you know, to not show up to work. Or, come on, brother. People talk Dude. shit all the time. Get over. This is my, it. Okay, look. That's what that. That's all I'm gonna say, man. Look. I understand that he has a condition and a legitimate mental illness, and I understand that. But this, the fact that all these Twitter fans, marks are, dude. like, up in arms because Corey Graves, who is a heel commentator, tweeted something about – he didn't even say anything – he didn't even say Morrow's name. He was like, hey, it would be nice to, like, let, let the other two guys talk. Dude, he's a heel commentator. That's what he says. So – 
Plus, like, the idea that just because someone has a mental illness means that they can't ever be criticized again is asinine. That's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous, like, stance to have. Like, look, I hope— We all got mental illnesses. Sure. Man up, dog. Come dude, on, dude. I, I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna say man up. Like, whatever. You have your pro- you have your problem. Like, you have your issue. That's fine. Maybe this line of work isn't for you then, because you are going to be exposed to criticism every single yeah. day, no matter what you do. Like, it's it. I mean, and you're good at your job. I like Morrow. I think he's I a great him. commentator. Yeah, I like, love him. I've, and I've, I think he was in the right. I think he was. They weren't. Sure. They weren't doing. I think Graves was wrong. He had to keep. He gave them. If you go back and I was listening, knowing about the comments, he literally would give them time to talk. Beth wouldn't say a word, yeah. and then yeah. British guy, whatever his name is, would would say dumb stuff. So he had nothing. It was just either silence, dumb stuff, or silence from both. He had to talk. No, I agree. I agree. You That's gotta, what I'm saying. It, but it doesn't matter. I, I don't think Corey. I don't think that the human being Corey Graves was was knocking Mauro Ronaldo. I think he was just saying, the fact guys, that like he's dying. He's just he's, a heel. He's just tweeting in character. It's what he does. Corey Graves. What do you expect point, from him? At this point, though, he's well. He's tweeted not in character and been very nice to people. So, and at this point, I think what's pissing people off is that. He's falling on a sword and he's not giving up and he's telling people no, they're I wrong. Think, and I, dude, I agree with him. I agree with him 150%. Don't let Twitter I, convince you otherwise, dude. Well, Don't let Twitter convince you otherwise. Stay in your ground, when, dude. When he's Just acted someone had, otherwise, he's acted differently before. And been maybe because he's not in the wrong, though. It's not even a heel thing. He he's in not the in the wrong. How? How is he in the wrong? By he saying, was in the wrong by, by saying the saying, commentary wasn't good? By saying he you were stepping on, on someone, he, he's saying he was stepping on, but he wasn't. He he interrupted somebody like one or two times, but they weren't giving anything. The guy was trying to save the show. Regardless I don't agree with Morrow's opinion was high like, reaction to it. Yes, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, that's what I'm saying. But I can, you, dude. I I tried to have a YouTube channel. The comments were so terrible, I had to get off. So I understand, man. Sometimes that's, that's you just can't take it. I'm just not that kind of guy. You but can't like, take it enough, and you're just yeah. like, man, f it. But yeah, I don't. I don't care if everybody hates me. I'll just keep going. Well, <laughs> that's, just, that's, that's why you're Mister Know It All. Uh, that's why I am Mister Know It All. That's why. As soon as people start talking shit on this podcast, I'm out. No, no I'm all in, I don't bro. Care what you guys say. <laughs> um, um, no, I really. But you know, I understand how much it hurts for Morrow, but come on, at some point it's like, come on, dude, you're in the WWE. Uh, somebody said something that you were like, I don't know. It's kind of silly, but I don't think he did what, what Graves said. I, I really don't. I really well, don't. I don't think it took away from this match either, man. I mean, what, what, like, no. how did you feel about like, Oh, I gave it a B plus. I gave the match a B plus man. Yeah. Uh, back to it. Uh, Balor, uh, reverses into his DD finish. For the win, what does he call that thing? The I like that he's got 1916 a 1916 DDT or whatever. I hate the name of it, but I love that he's got a different move than a stomp on the stomach, which was the yeah. worst move yeah, in the history I, yeah. of professional yeah. wrestling. Hands down, name a move. It's not worse than this one because this is the worst move. Stomp on the stomach, worst move. Thank God he came up with some sort of DVT, but he called it the 1916 or whatever. Um, it doesn't matter what the name is it because was it finished was, when he was in New Japan too. And now Fantastic. he's a evil, like he's cool. You know. I, di- I didn't know that. I like it. I thought he always had the coup de gras. No, you know, you know, how he always th- he always says like uh, his on his heel promos, the package were like, let's just say the prince is back or whatever. His name in New Japan was yeah. Prince Devitt. So I like, knew, and he that. was a heel. So like it just make and he's doing all the heel stuff. Like it is kind of silly though, because I heard him on a podcast and he was like, 
he was like, I don't know, man. You know, it's like there's he's like somebody asked him. He was like, well, what if they move the OC down to NXT since they're moving like main roster guys and you guys had a faction down there? And he was like, I don't know. It's just been so long if I could put myself back in that same headspace. And I'm like, wait, that's literally what you're doing right now. Like <laughs> you're, you're literally doing your old Bullet Club intro. Like you're doing everything that you used to do. Yeah. You're calling yourself Prince again. Like it doesn't I don't know. It just. It seems to me like it, I, I honestly I would love to see the OC, the OC in in NXT. I think we all I would. I Maybe he's fantastic. just I think he's just teasing us because it's I would rather happen. see them with Finn than see them with AJ. I mean I know no, that, like hold on, don't get ahead of yourself, dude. The, okay, if we're really talking about like what they did together, like it, all right, so we're taking a New Japan idea and using it in WWE. That's what they're doing with 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 Anderson and Gallows and AJ Styles, right? So the best version of the Bullet Club was Prince Devitt. It was the original Bullet Club. That was the legitimate original Bullet Club. Like, Prince Devitt was the original leader of the Bullet Club, and these guys were there. And then AJ joined when, when he went to NXT. So, like, it makes more sense to me to put the original club, which is what they're called, in NXT with the original. But the AJ deal. version was better. I disagree. It was so in New Japan. It was definitely not better. That's when I heard about it and knew about it. That's when I was into it. That, that, I, I mean, that may have, that's not that what. Have, I, yeah, yeah. It may have been when you got into it, but when that's I got not. Into it. Yeah, yeah. That's not. Yeah, it was. It was I heard going about it before that all of that. But anyway. Yeah, man. I mean, have both of them in there. It'd be great to have both of them, AJ and Finn. And then you start a feud because oh, yeah. both leaders are in there. And turn AJ babyface get... though, yeah, and Finn, tell him to cut his hair club. off back like short and shave yeah. again, back when he was like an impact. He looks like a mom. I want him to buy groceries for me and clean my house. He's AJ. Stop it. Stop it. Anyway, where yeah, are man. we? I thought show. okay, yeah, we're still back on the Finn Balor Matt Riddle show. Uh, Matt Riddle match. I haven't really covered my thoughts on it yet, but yeah, oh. I thought it, I thought it was a straight up clinic, dude. I thought that the chain wrestling in the open was great. It was a great tempo, great technique. I do really love Finn as a heel. I think he's incredible. Um, every single time he got the upper hand, he went for the pin, and as soon as Riddle kicked out, he grabbed the hold. So it was very, very like don't let up on the baby face, and I yeah. loved that attitude by him. Uh, I thought it was great. Um, yeah, man, it, it was it, it just it had a very old school feel. Uh, it was very and he was there was th- this was not a spot monkey match at all. This was a very old school wrestling match, uh, and it was done by it. Finn Balor and Matt Riddle. I want to I mean you know what I'm saying like these guys are both known to be spot guys and 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 yeah. this was a great wrestling match. Uh, it was really good. Uh, when when Riddle finally took control, uh, it was even better honestly. Uh, Finn was just constantly trying to get away. It was a great match, man. Finn hits the 1916 DDT kind of out of nowhere, uh, and that was the finish, and I loved it. Another four-star match for me, another A to me. Like, dude, I literally, we've almost done this show for a year, and this is the highest I've ever rated matches back-to-back-to-back. Like, it's just, on both shows, crazy. I don't have anything to recommend to you guys. Like, if you get a chance, like, you need, you need like, a whole day. Like, wake up at 8 a.m. and don't go to sleep till 10 or 11 and watch both of these shows, like, and the pre-shows and all of it. It was all so good. It was all really, really good. Um, yeah, man, but that's just going to keep the ball rolling here, and we're going to hop back over to Survivor Series. The next match on the card is Bailey versus Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch. That's our main event here. Um, and that kind of felt weird to me. I felt like it was poorly placed. Uh, I think that that you you should ride the high of like the women's revolution for sure. You should ride that Becky Lynch wave. 
but this was not the show to do that. I feel like these last uh, two matches should have been swapped. It should have been the triple threat here and then Rey Mysterio and Brock to close the show, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but it was what it was. So I'm going to hop right into this match. Uh, the match was good, but honestly, the crowd was really tired, especially after the, the great emotion and story-driven match of Rey Mysterio and Brock. This is more of a um, a contest. Like It's like, hey, what happens if we put all three women's champions together? Uh, there's no real storyline behind it other than that. Um, so it's really a bad place to, for a main event. You should never do that for a main event. I don't know why uh, a booking a company that's been booking great pro wrestling shows for this long still does stupid shit like this. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, anyway, um, I'm going to say something that I know it might not be agreed Uh-oh. with. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I, I, I mean, it, okay, look, they've come a long way, but it's still not as good. It's just not. It's just not. It's still not as good. Like, especially in these triple threat matches. Like, the one-on-ones have been good. If you have the right opponents, like the Charlotte Flairs versus Becky Lynch's, they've been great. Uh, The Sasha Banks matches versus Bayley, some of those matches have been classics. One-on-ones, they're there, for sure. For sure. But when you get more than two, even when they're all great, and I believe all three of these women can work, it's not there. It's just not there. Show me a triple threat women's match that has gotten better than a B from me. Well, well, come on now. I mean, what? I mean, the the the, the men's triple threat match was better. It was. It was, was it not? better. Was it not? And and uh, okay. So all right. Okay. This is all right. This this is this is what I'm gonna say about this. Okay. So the men's triple threat match was better, right? But would yeah. you say that Nakamura and Roddy Strong and AJ Styles are more over than Baszler, Bailey, and Becky? No. Because I would say no, they're not. Well, right. AJ's might be over than almost all of them, other than Becky. But I don't think so. Not AJ's this, not pretty over, but, but Becky's he's Becky. over. But he's old AJ's over. AJ's still pretty. He's old. like he's like made. He's made over though. It's he's not. He's made over. Dude, he's not the like. Last couple what was years, the last great storyline he's had though? It's been months. Yeah, been, months. he's had a rough year. Of this year, year, but last year and the year before. No, dude, I agree. I agree. I'm just talking about this specific show. I'm talking about this specific show. Oh, this, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. The, the, these, these women should have killed this match. Should have killed it. And Bailey, all, all three of them are way over. They should have. Um, and and you know what? I've seen the women step up and be better than the men a lot. And this whole year, Becky herself. Oh yeah. Had, been better than the men yeah. so i won't say i can't get behind they're still not as good they just haven't had a good triple threat match but there's not that many good triple threat matches in the history of world wrestling so i don't really uh, see i disagree with that i don't like triple threat matches and this is why it's hard to do it's really hard to do and yeah they didn't have the skills to make it a great that's match. what i'm saying i'm but not all right i want to make it clear i'm not saying that women's wrestling is not up to par that's not what i'm saying that is I not i want to make that very clear you said that they're still not better, and I think this year— They're not year, better. They're I not think better. this year women's wrestling was better, and it was all because of one person, and it's the most Becky over— Lynch. 100%. 100%. —superstar in the World Wrestling Feder- uh, Federation. I almost said Federtainment. That's what I should call it. In the World Wrestling Federtainment, it is Becky Lynch. The World Wrestling Federtainment, the number one draw was Becky Lynch this year. Yeah. So, oh, totally. Yes. Was it a great triple threat match? It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, you pretty much t- touched on everything. I didn't like it, though. I will say that. I, there was some, I think I was tired. <laughs> you, I, that's my thing, baby boy. 
I think I was tired just like <laughs> I was tired. Just I love like that you just you do this all the time. No. You defend the shit out of something, and then you're like, and then you look at your but notes, and you're like, like, oh yeah, by the way, I didn't like, I didn't like this either. Like, <laughs> I really didn't like it. Oh, you're a son of a bitch, Cass. You're a son of a bitch. <laughs> I did. I think I was tired, like the fans, though. Like your first point was the fans were tired, and you could tell. Dude, yeah, it's tired. I'm, There's I'm too many so matches with multiple cool. participants. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a poor idea to end the match. They end the show this shouldn't way. Been, the main note of all is that it shouldn't have been the main event. You shouldn't Dude, put Survivor the Series. The last match should have been the men's elimination match. It should have. been. I agree. Period. I, I like that, or I like Brock and Ray. I mean, yes, or the main series. title, the, the main series. Yeah, the main title, yeah. Because this wasn't even a title match. It's an exhibition. It's a triple threat exhibition match. It's not winner takes all. Now, if it's winner takes all, winner is going to be the just the a universal women's champion, the undisputed, I should say, women's champion. I'd be down with that. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be way, way higher. I don't know how you could possibly book a finish for that, but I'm interested and I would tune in because I know you're going to shoot your – No, all right. Actually, you know yeah. what? I'm against that because there's a 112% <laughs> chance that they're just going to shit the bed with the finish because like, mm-hmm. they'd have to protect themselves. So, yeah, I'd rather not have that on paper, but – that's well, going to take us to the main event of TakeOver as well. Let's hop back over to War Games, and it's the men's War Games where the big boys play. So hold on. We broke a tradition. I, I'm, what am I, drunk? We broke a tradition. Tradition. Yeah. We, we broke, broke a tradition. Tradition. I pick which one we're going to talk about on the main event. Damn it. And well, I need to pick this time. You don't, you don't always get to pick. Well, I picked that we end on the NXT War Games, and you talk about it. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, yeah. Go man. on. So it's the Undisputed Era versus Team Ciampa. Um, man, I was hyped for this one. I like the idea, too, of having them, like, wait in a cage by the cage. That was not a part of War Games before in WCW, oh, really? but it's cool. Yeah, I, li- I like having them at the top of the ramp split off. And I like how they introduced— Did you just do something like that where people were waiting at the top or— no, no we but they did like watched. a they do they did like a battle royal, but they do like five entrants at a time instead of like one oh. at a time. No, you know what it was? We watched some weird NWA WCW thing where they oh, like, where they're all around the ring. Everybody up top, up top. They no, no, they they introduced them at oh, the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was a great but American Bash show. But like then the match didn't happen. Like they introduced them at the top. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, the and then they go happen. back, and then it's a totally then, different that's match. That's what yeah, it reminded yeah. me of. I was like, oh, this is WCW. They're all up here at the top of the. No, ring. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I liked how they too like introduced people where it's like one team member from this team and then one team member from that team instead of doing like all of this team and then all of that team. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Oh, like uh, it definitely, it definitely played to like the boos and the cheers of the crowd, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, Roderick Strong and Ciampa start off the match, and you know what? I will say this: you really shouldn't have more than one War Games match. Like, if you're gonna want to let the women do it this year, then cool, let the women do it, and that's it. That's fine. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with giving them that spot. That's cool. But there should not yeah. be more than one War Games match. Um, I mean, even though they're like they're spread out, there's only four matches on this card. Four matches, right? So, like, there's only three matches between, you, like, two War Games matches. That's, that's not enough, I don't, I don't feel like. I honestly felt like there probably should have been – I think the Shane Strickland-Angel uh, Garza match should have been on the main show, in my opinion. Uh, it, may, it probably should have come after 
uh, the women's. I think the women should have opened the show with the with the war games because I think they did a great job with it. But I think that Shane. Uh, I keep saying Shane Strickland, but his name is Isaiah Scott in NXT. I call him Shane Strickland because he wrestled it in the South on the Indies, and I saw him quite a bit at like What's Up and um, a couple other nice. local, yeah, lo- local shows. Uh, really sweet dude, nice guy. I, he's actually been wrestling since 2004, or 2005, when he was like 15 or 16. Um, so yeah, oh yeah, good times. Anyway, the match was was pretty good. Uh, even though the in-ring product was significantly better in, uh, than this match, uh, it again it was another spectacle. It was uh, it was it was the production was on point, man. The the production meeting they must have had for this, which also means that they must have had a lot of the match worked out. But it was just so well shot. Like there was never a moment where the camera was on just two guys in a corner you know fumbling around that that did not ever happen they were always there for the action and it's like they knew where to be the production was great there was never a down moment um it's really hard to not make these matches feel like a hodgepodge but this one seemed to have a solid tempo and made it made sense kevin owens was an awesome surprise it was really cool that he was out yeah. like wearing an old school like old nxt duct tape ko shirt too um i mean now, I wrote – again, we're covering this one last, and I did write these notes uh, before we saw Survivor Series and that promo that he had with Rollins. But I, my last note here was IDK if he's back permanently, but I sure hope he is because I would love to see Owens on NXT. I think the brand could use him. Um, I think he would be the greatest Steve Austin of NXT ever. I think he'd totally fill that role. Uh, they probably won't, though, because they really want Ciampa to be the Austin of NXT. Um, and I think they need KO on the main. I agree, but see, that's the pro. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and that's the thing. That's what he said too. He's like, I love in his promo. He's like, you know what? Look, I love the gold brand. I love NXT. My heart's always gonna be there. Mm-hmm. But they don't need me. Raw needs me to be on Raw. Yeah. Like, and I was like, oh yeah, no, you're right, dude. Like, they do. It's it's it's, a, it's the cockiest promo, but it's so true. Like, it was it was so true. Uh, overall, I gave the match three and a half stars, B plus. Um. It did get a little clunky in spots, but that wasn't the production. That was just the guys. Uh, Keith Lee is a star. Bask in his glory. He's going to be there. Uh, KO was awesome. I love everything about the Undisputed Era. I love Adam Cole. I love Bobby Fish. I love Kyle O'Reilly. I love Roderick Strong. I love that faction. They're legit in my top five favorite factions ever. I think that they're fantastic. Um, I love it. What did you think about Undisputed Era versus Team Chopper here? I'm pretty much a fan of every single person in this match. I loved almost everything about this match, man. Even Dajakovic is kind of like he was like yeah. kind he he earned his stripes with me at least on this show. Yeah, I, I was impressed with everybody, man. Um, and then on the note that you said more than one War Games match, it's kind of the thing we've talked about in the Elimination Chamber pay per view where it's kind of weird to have multiple, you know? Yeah. And it's almost like don't call the pay-per-view Elimination Chamber because you should just have a Survivor Series in the main of in the main events Elimination Chamber. That's what I would want. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, this, I really that goes for get, any of the gimmick match pay-per-views too. Yeah, like, it's it's like, weird to have don't a limit it's TLC almost like just to be a TLC show. All, or, yeah, I was about to say it. Put a yeah, exactly. I don't like the fact that they have TLC. I don't like the fact that they have a pay-per-view Elimination Chamber or Hell in a Cell now. Yeah, I hate that. Everything. Even if you had what, like, how odd would it be if Sean and Razor had a ladder match 
and then the main event was Brett and say I, I know it was Brett and Yoko, but say Brett it was Brett, say it was Brett and well uh, Lex Luger because he okay, was in sure. Because I, I can't say Yoko because he can't go up the ladder, but Brett say it was Sid. Say, Sid or, was it you at that time, yeah. Yeah, but Lex was in the storyline for the title in '94. Yeah, get at it. Like, that's like one month of that year. That's like, what I'm talking about, though. Okay. I'm talking about WrestleMania or, or whatever. It was Sean and Ray. Owen. The title. So it's Owen. Owen and Brett. Whatever. It'd be so weird. Even a ladder match. Like if you you can't like it's so weird to have the same stipulation match oh, earlier agree. in the night and then later in the night. It's just so weird. And I hate my. I think Money in the Bank never is so feels WrestleMania. Good. I don't think it should be its own show. I think exactly. it's way better at WrestleMania. Um, yeah, it's you know what it is. It's their 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 what are they called when they light up the territory? They're lighting up. The, is that that's what it is? They lit up the territory. Yeah. It's yeah, that's kill, what they're, they're doing. Killing, they're killing the town. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 found a gimmick that worked, and then they're gonna just Run milk the, the yeah. milk the crap out of it into the ground, and then go. And that's what they're doing. They're like, oh, everybody likes. The, we did the. Money in the Bank every WrestleMania. Well, let's just take that and run it into the ground and have yeah. 15 WrestleMania uh, um, Money in the Bank matches on a paper. I just I don't like it. This this one it just I don't know. I mean it's War Games. I really don't. Uh, it kind of made a little bit more sense to have it twice for some reason for me because of the I don't know. I don't know why I said all that, but War Games is a WCW thing and it was like such a gimmick to have it at the pay-per-view and it's such like this new thing and I think it's because the way they introduced it was to have it to to me I don't know I don't know it didn't feel as bad as the elimination chamber but you do see that it's a fatigue in the gimmick yeah and you're gonna have that whether it's a war games elimination chamber or all the way down to like a chair match the first person to hit somebody in the chair head with a chair you know, yeah. say that was the gimmick. The first person that hits somebody in the head with a chair, they win. And then you have that later in the pay-per-view, whether it's war games or that, it's still kind of bad. So touch on that. I definitely understand what you're saying. It wasn't as bad with the war games just because I'm so new to it. I guess what right. this, I'm trying to say. Man, main note about this match, though, just to wrap it up, was that finish because you didn't touch on it, dude. Adam Cole, top of the cage. Oh, beautiful. Man, it was dangerous looking. Devastating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dev- obviously he was devastating. Fine. I mean, yeah, he's fine. No, yeah. he, he was fine. He looked, you could tell two a second afterward he was good, but yeah. Wow, was that scary to watch? Oh, it looked beautiful. Oh, I was. I like, lo- I love the emerald fusion, by the way. Like I think, it, and honestly, dude, it's like the it looks so sick, and it's so safe, dude. It's so safe because most of like the only person that really suffers from that is Tommaso Ciampa's tailbone, dude. Like that's yep. like that's that's yeah. the, that's taking all of his all like, that's all at. of it that's all of a grown man's yeah. weight and all of Adam Cole's weight because he's holding him up so it's like the yep. whole time he's protecting his head under his bicep and yep. like he's he's safe Adam Cole's hundred percent safe like ask Matt Hardy what a leg drop off the uh, top yeah. of the cage does to your tailbone dude look at Hulk Hogan sixteen back surgeries just from and that's not even from off just the top from it's just jumping dropping a, dra- dropping a yeah. leg every night that's oh. all it is. Hardy, like, Matt Hardy messed himself up from one leg drop off the top of a cage. Well, I mean, it was years and so, years of doing a top rope leg drop too, though, that added true, up. True, true, true. Yeah. But, um, man, it's uh, that was like, oh, you don't even want to watch, but they did it, and it looked so good, and they, they, it looked like they did it the safest way possible because both men looked fun afterwards. But, wow, what a great match! I was, I was at about a B plus on it. I loved it. It was, it was very good. Yeah. It was very fun to watch. I think, I think honestly, I was more probably at a B. I think if 
you just showed me this match and said, hey, rate this, I probably would have said A. Yeah. If, like, I hadn't just watched any wrestling, alone, right, yeah. and they were like, hey, man, watch this match. I probably like, oh, man, it was an A match. But I was kind of fatigued. Yes, there wasn't that many show, there wasn't that many matches in the show, but it was long. Ma- every match was long, which I did like that about this NXT show, which we're about to get to when we rate it. So I'll save it. Never mind. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. What do you yeah. have as what? What do you have as the so uh, overall? Overall, it's a pretty close. It's a pretty close uh, average for me. I have a three star average, which is the highest average I've ever had for any show ever. Wow for uh for survivor series and that's with a non-applicable match in there so essentially a dud um i have a three and a half star rating for war War games now it's so it's not fair because it's significantly lower like there's four matches yeah so i hate to do this and i know from time to time i always lean one way or the other but dude this week i have to do it i'm giving the draw i have to give the tie i'd have to like i have no other options i will say that if the Fiend and, and Daniel Bryan match had had regular lighting, 100% Survivor Series probably would have won. 100% Survivor Series would have won. But because of that ridiculous shit that we're not going to judge anymore, we're just not going to cover it. I'm serious. Yeah. We're, just, we're not covering those matches until they fix that shit. Bruce, I know you're not listening not to me, but I know you listen to some – dude, it, it is Bruce. Not Bruce. And, dude, you can't – you got to stop, Bruce. We love you. And I know that you really think that you're a genius now that you got over with the podcast. Well, you know. But dude, you are burying this poor kid, man. And you've done a great job with this character. The Firefly Funhouse has been awesome. Everything else that you've done has been great. But just drop this stupid-ass red lighting. I know I know, Bray doesn't like it. I know, I know no one likes it. And you are just pushing to the old man for this damn red light to keep on because you love that Kane angle and you wish that they had never killed the red light with Kane. And they did, and so now you're you're getting your second chance at the red light in the ring, and it sucks. It sucks. Please stop. Overall, I give it a draw. What? Which way are you leaning on these shows? I don't give it a draw. I'm gonna tell you what. I give this fully to NXT, wow. and that's because the some of the great things that were from Survivor Series that made it a draw was because of the NXT and people from yeah, the oh, yeah. NXT. Yeah, so I'll, I'll if that, you yeah. really think about it, because of NXT, no, you're absolutely right. yeah, Survivor you're absolutely Series right, yeah. is great. So, NXT by itself So if we're giving it to a great. brand, then, out of the three brands, NXT is winning this hands I'm down. Giving NXT. Yeah. I'm giving it, but even if you do NXT War Games versus Survivor Series, man, it was a shorter no, show, no war games, you think? less matches. I'm going War Games. Wow. All right, cool. I hey like man, I'm the, cool with it, dude. I'm cool with it. I like the less amount of matches. Yeah, um, less is more, I guess. That's what uh, they less, say. I mean, I'm I'm with it, man. I'm going well, to see. Dude, you know what? I hope less is more for you guys. Again, we're really sorry about last week, man. The Skype was just acting up, and we were not. We tried so hard to deliver to you guys the conclusion of our pop culture series for Star Wars and Back to the Future, and I promise you, you will get that. It, it's actually, you know what? It's going to be an early Christmas present for you mm-hmm. this year. Let's go ahead and get into the upcoming shows, the show schedule for the next month. Today is November the 28th. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us on your Thanksgiving. Uh, and once you're fat on, um, you know, turkey and dressing or whatever it is you guys eat. Uh, crawfish etouffee. Yeah, you know, whatever works. Whatever works. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed today's show. It was Survivor Series 2019 versus War Games 2019. 
Next week is going to be December the 5th. We're into the last month of the year. It's crazy how, how fast this whole year has gone by. Um, it's going to be WWE Starcade, which is happening this Sunday. I advise everyone to go watch it. Versus the first ever Starcade from 1984. That was the year I was born. I was literally like a few weeks old when this show happened. So I'm really excited to see it. I'm an old, old son of a bitch, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. How do you feel about, dude, first of all, how do you feel about WWE redoing, like, Starcade and bringing it back and kind of, like, actually putting it on, on the network? Because I know we bitched about it last year. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited to go back and watch that old one. I've never seen it. Uh, it's some, You know, I've heard about it in documentaries. I love wrestling yeah. documentaries. I love documentaries in general. And I'm just, uh, I'm a mark for it that. It was a monumental show. So stuff. hopefully it holds up to us and our kayfabe comparison glasses that we have on. Yeah. Yes. Man. Yes, I yeah, can. So the week after that is going to be December the 12th. And you guys know that we have the biggest hard on for 1997. And we're trying to pack in all of the 1997 that we can before we change our format and after yes. our, our anniversary. So you know what we're going to cover? Uh, you know how big of like a mark that me and Cass both are for HBK. It's the first ever Hell in a Cell in the month mm. of Hell in a Cell. It's going to be um, it's going to be Bad Blood 1997, Undertaker versus Sean versus WWE TLC from 2009. We haven't done that many 2009 shows, uh, you know, in this this year with this format. Dude, how how pumped are you about that? Show? I love 2009. I'm a big yeah, fan of 2009. Yeah, it's right. I feel like they started. They started, and yeah. maybe not on the ratings, but they started to turn. They started to make that make that change and started to get on the right path around yeah. 2009, 2010. If I'm not mistaken, I like 2009. I'm excited to get back to it. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. You'll hear my thoughts on it. And then 97, you guys know I'm obsessed with Sean. I can't wait. That's Guess what I'm going to rate that match. Guess what I'm going to rate Oh, five. Five stars. Oh, maybe six. Who knows? Might break the star barrier. This is made that Tokyo up. Day. Yeah. Hey, now. You know. Hey, well, now. you know. Well, hey, you know what? Well, you I feel know. Like I hear, I hear some. Is, is that jingle know. bells? Is that jingle bells that you're playing in the background? Is there, is are there some bells back there? It sounds like bells because for Christmas, for Christmas we're gonna deliver the show that we didn't get to deliver last week. It's gonna be Return of the Jedi versus Back to the Future Three. It's our pop culture episode. It's our early Christmas present to you guys. And you know what? If you want to catch this one and all of the shows, and you know what? After that, we're gonna be on to the new year. We're going to have a Royal Rumble show. It's going to be a big anniversary show. We might even get a guest on for that anniversary show. That would be so, so, so cool. And oh, yeah. that would be really cool because you know what? After after the Royal Rumble show, I want to go ahead and tell you guys, we're not quite there with the planning stages yet. We're still working on it. But we're going to be changing our format all together. You're still going to get a Kayfabe Comparison podcast every Thursday, but the content's going to be a little bit different. And we're going to roll all that out. We're going to talk about that. It's going to be really fun. I'm really excited for this month. I'm really excited to finish up this year of Kayfabe Comparisons. It's crazy that it's like five or six weeks, five or six weeks, and it's been a year of us doing this show. It's insane, man. It's insane. Oh, my insane. goodness. Dude, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review. Follow us on our socials at Kayfabe.com. That's K-A-Y-F-A-B-E-C-O-M. My name is Mr. Know-It-All Daniel John Schaefer. He is the Cass Lush. That's gonna do it for this week, boys and girls. Eat that fat turkey. We're out. I gotta pee. I gotta pee. I gotta go. I really gotta pee.